welcome to Telling the Tale, the podcast where we will go over every single Telltale game. I'm here as usual with my co-host Dustin Jackson. Hey Dustin, how's it going? Mitchell, it's going pretty well today, but I have just one question for you. Oh yeah, hang on. My name is Mitchell Farley-Wolf. Sorry, go on. I forgot my name. Mitch, I have one question for you, and that question is, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to, uh, other, I'm ready to punk out. I'm ready to hip hop. Let let me try that a little, let let me try that a little more. Okay. I I feel like that was a little, uh, that that was okay, but it could have been better. So here's uh, take two. Are you ready to rock? Yeah, there we go. Now I'm pumped. Yeah, that's going to fuck up the audio. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm glad to have done it. I'm glad we were doing that together. Um, This is the one time we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't make any promises. Uh, (laughs) I have had an interesting week, Dustin. Uh, so, where... so have I. Let's talk about our weeks. Yeah, you, you do yours first. Mine's not very interesting. Well, mine also isn't that interesting. The only interesting thing about it is that uh, Psychonauts 2 came out. That's not the subject of this episode, but it's a game I've been waiting for for a very long time. Um, And I had to stop playing it because I had to play this. Yeah, sorry, I guess. <laughs> uh... No, it was great. <laughs> it, it did seem like a more of an imposition than normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting uh the entire like friend group that we're in is all talking about psychonauts 2 and uh i wanted to be ready for psychonauts 2 but i did i still haven't finished psychonauts 1 uh something came up in the middle of it and then i i sort of stopped playing for a little while that's okay mitch they'll both always be there for you i assume. yeah especially with uh no, we don't do Game Pass <laughs> ads on this show. <laughs> this isn't the one where we're given money by Microsoft to do Game Pass. That's our other podcast. Um, <laughs> the third episode of Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People is called Baddest of the Bands. A pun on the, the common phrase, Battle of the Bands, I'm sure you might uh, discover. It was released in October or on October 27th, 2008. Uh, which was a big day because, uh, do you know what else happened that day? What else happened that day? I was asking you, I don't know. Uh, and it was directed by Mike (laughs) Stemmel, who is, uh, in addition to the director of, of this episode and, and like the guy mostly in charge of, uh, the game design on this episode, he is the season designer on this game as well. So he's, he's the one that works with the brothers chaps on uh on the writing most of the writing on all five episodes is by him and then he'll give the script to the brothers chaps to uh to figure it out if it's if it's good or not so it it's him he this is like the guy uh this is his episode that's cool that's yeah. cool i like that thanks <laughs> yeah thanks guy i think that it's <laughs> strange though that this is like the guy's episode because this is a I feel a pretty subdued episode. Subdued. Um, subdued. Well, um, so you don't know what the next two episodes are going to be like yet. Um, because I you don't. haven't played them before. Uh, but I will say that they are bigger. Um, okay. And they are much like episodes two, four, and five. So we've already played uh, Strong Baddie of the Free. Are a little bit bigger. They have more of a thematic... Uh, thing tying them all together 
um and episode one is small but it's it's purposefully small sort of that it can be uh an introductory episode that includes um all of the extended cast and and has a a good thing between homestar and strong bad going on just like a very classic homestar story this is probably the most you can say is just like another one in the series to me (laughs) Uh, to me, at least, I, I know there's there's a lot of great lines and there's a lot of uh, fun puzzles and stuff. So it's not I'm not saying the quality is necessarily lacking, but in general, this episode is is uh, it feels the most filler. You know what? It's funny you say that. I was kind of thinking the same about it. Like I I thought this episode was great. I had a great time with it. But when I was done with it, I I was kind of thinking. I feel like they should have switched this in Strong Baddie of the Free. I feel like this should have been the second episode of the season. Now, why Why is that? Because I'm, I'm not sure I follow. It's just because, like you said, it kind of does just feel like another one. I feel like episode two had like a whole new thing to it, a whole new gimmick to it. I feel like it would have been... I don't know, it kind of feels like it might have flowed a little better if... We did uh, Homestar Ruiner first, and then Baddest of the Bands, which feels, it feels a little bigger than the first one, but not, like, too much. And then Mm -hmm. three is when they start getting, like, really different with it, with, like, Strong Baddie of the Free with the countries and stuff. It it feels weird going from Strong Baddie of the Free that mixes it up back to an episode that's a little bit more standard. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with the premise i don't think i agree with the order of, of them necessarily because i think if you're gonna just fit a, a sort of lesser than episode in the middle of a five episode season i think number three is the place you should put it um because it at the very beginning you want a couple episodes to rev you up and then at the end you want um a a good finale obviously and then right before the end you want something that makes you excited for the finale um i think if it if it was the uh homestar ruiner and then baddest of the bands it might be it might feel too lacking uh right at the beginning of the series and then as you go on people are already going to have jumped off because they weren't um they, they they didn't find it in engaging enough to keep on with the series because I know you did that at the time uh, when this came out after Homestar Ruiner, right? You didn't play yeah, past Homestar but, Ruiner. Yeah, but that wasn't the reason for it. I I don't know why I never got around to it. It's not like I didn't want to, but uh, I I see where you're coming from. Personally, I feel like just the fact that it's it is bigger and better than Homestar Ruiner, to me anyway. It mm-hmm. still feels like a progression. It feels like, okay, this series is getting better, and then it just gets okay, better and okay. better as it goes. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure if I would say well, we'll get we'll get to it when it, we get to it. But um I, I do like this episode. I think yeah, it's the me weakest too. in the series, but I do like it. it it's uh if it, this is the worst in the series, then like that's a good series, I think. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like I like it more than Homestar Ruiner just because um, it just had so many good lines. I think this is a very funny episode. Mm-hmm. And I just like the concept of it. I, I think the concept of a uh, battle of the bands, 
with all of these characters is a very fun, interesting concept that, uh, it, it does put it over Homestar Ruiner for me. Even, even if it's cool. not quite as ambitious as, uh, Strong Baddie of the Free. I was thinking recently about, like, what's the exchange rate in game size between Telltale episodes and full LucasArts adventure games? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like it's it's less than you'd think. I feel like um, the LucasArts adventure games really weren't that much longer. Um, yeah. Maybe they, two they f- and a half episodes. Yeah, honestly... If you played a LucasArts game and just knew what to do, you could blast through those. It, oh, well, it really sure, would yeah. not be that. I think there's achievements for the Monkey Island games to beat them in like under an hour on Xbox. Yeah, um, if, if you know what to do, then it's it's very fast. But uh, Yeah, I, I kind of feel like even with Telltale games, I don't know if you could do that. I don't know if you could beat like the whole thing in an hour, even if you knew exactly what to do. Uh, I, th- I think if you knew exactly what to do, you could do it in an hour. Um, and especially with, a like, uh, on, on PC, in most Telltale games, right-clicking makes you skip through that line of dialogue. Oh, that's true. Uh, so if you have that, it, it'll go pretty fast. But I brought I, that I up I forgot because... all about skipping dialogue, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're forgiven. <laughs> but, uh... I forgot the mechanic. <laughs> in, in the, in the LucasArts games... Like, what if there was, what if Homestar Runner was 10 years older than it was, and it came around in 1990 instead of 2000? What kind of LucasArts Homestar game would it be? And I I think that Homestar Ruiner really is the only choice for this. Um, But Homestar Ruiner, but like, with with, uh, maybe two or three times the amount of content in it. And I for that reason I like Homestar Ruiner. It feels like Homestar Ruiner feels like the strong bad game. Like the Homestar Runner game. Um if you had to just pick one thing and not the whole series. Um, all right. All so right. I like it for that. And, and maybe maybe that's not a, a great reason to put it over Baddest <laughs> of the Bands, but that's sort but of But it's your reason. It's my reason, yeah. Um so so, how would you rank them so far? You, you strong baddie of the free number one. Is that what you would say? I'd say yeah. Strong baddie of the free is probably the best one so far. Uh, Baddest of the bands, I like second. But again, I feel like the concept and the characters really carry it. And then uh, yeah, Home, Homestar Ruiner, I do put at the bottom, but I agree with what you said, and I do like it. Yeah, it's just I I feel like. All the other episodes are able to kind of branch out a little more. It really does feel like each one is a strong bad email, since uh, which you know obviously is the whole point of the thing. But uh, you know, like some episodes will just be small little interactions between the characters. Some episodes might be a battle of the bands. Yeah, I uh, I really wonder what this conversation would be like if one of us has never watched Homestar Runner. Uh, um, heaven forbid. I don't want to imagine that world. Well, it, we would be worse people, but yeah. <laughs> um, we might be better able to tell if this game's good. <laughs> like, I, That's a good point. <laughs> because if I compare it to what happens, like if, if, if I compare anything that happens in any Strong Bad episode to anything that happens in almost any Sam and Max episode, it's 
it's night and day like how much bigger how much more expansive how much more um like gameplay mechanics are at hand in the sam and max stuff than in the strong bad stuff uh, mm-hmm. in, like theoretically i think if i didn't have an attachment to homestar um like this would all be going at the bottom of well not the very bottom because i think it's better than bone and i think mm-hmm. it's better than telltale texas hold'em of what we've done so far um yeah but just knowing these characters i will i okay so here's the thing i can't tell if i just think these characters are inherently charming and i would have even if i didn't know them from other things or if i just have this nostalgia with these characters and i like them more because of that and uh as a result think that what they're doing is more charming than what it actually is i think if i were to go in with no attachment to it i would still think it's pretty funny but that attachment certainly does make me enjoy it more. Yeah, uh, a highlight for this episode, and maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here, but a highlight for this episode for me was um, Strong Bad actually gets to talk to the band members of Limousine. <laughs> uh, I love Limousine. Limousine's one of my favorite things of all of Homestar Runner. Yeah, same here. Uh, they've written some genuinely good songs genuinely Um, good songs and i think if i had to write a top five favorite strong bad emails uh the one with uh limousine but they're in space would be in my top five Ooh, yeah that's good that's a good one (laughs) top five strong bad emails that's so hard there's over 200 of them nailing it down to just five yeah, maybe we should do that. No, we should, I we keep saying we should do all of these other special episodes. <laughs> We're never going to get around to them. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have so it. many episodes to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what episode is this even? How many have we done? Is this 16? Um So Is it 17? Yeah, I think it's 17. Okay. But that could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll check. Don't worry. I'll just, uh, just real quick, I'll look at It's our... hard to think of numbers when you're, uh, talking. This is 17. This is number 17. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had the, uh, 11 Sam and Max episodes, the two Bone episodes, Telltale Texas Hold'em, and then the last two Strong Dads. Uh, math yeah. is fun. Math is fun. Uh, it, speaking of math, did you ever go back and play Math Kickers? No, Psychonauts has been taking over my life. I haven't played anything that I haven't needed to. Dustin, go play Math Kickers. I will, I will, I'm sorry. Um, but that's not this episode's uh, Fun Machine game. This episode's Fun Machine game is actually the center of the entire episode. Yeah, this episode kind of mixes things up in a couple ways that yeah. I liked. <laughs> Both of the previous episodes start with Strong Bad at his computer, um, checking his email, and then the email that he checks spawns the, um, the the premise for the whole episode. And this time, it is not that. It has sort of almost a cold open. <laughs> in any other thing, a cold open would be like in the middle of the action of a big fight or something. In this the cold open is strong bad walking to his room <laughs> uh just in the middle of his house sort of not doing anything 
uh, going to turn on the fun machine to play his Vitelectrix game, Limousine Hot Babely and Odyssey. <laughs> and you get a couple seconds into the game before it it fritzes up and smoke comes out of the uh <laughs> smoke comes out of the the fun machine and it is revealed that the fun machine needs fixing and oh no you need to go see bubs in order to get your fun machine fixed also something that happens in that moment is a bunch of bats um show up and fly around the fun machine. <laughs> As they tend to do. As they do tend to do. Hey, so, okay. Question for you. <laughs> yes. Because I don't understand this. Thank you. Um, The bats. We do see the bats later, so I know where they come from. Mm-hmm. Why did they come in that moment when the fun machine broke? Excellent question. Uh, because there's other times when the the bats do show up, and I don't seem I don't think there's a connection. Yeah, honestly, you didn't really need to have them come in here at all. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I've got theories. But, okay. but none of them hold it much water because, okay, so the first theory is... I'll be is, the judge of that. Uh, at the end of, right before the end of the episode, you pour some uh, some cheese in a fog machine. So you make some cheesy fog and <laughs> the bats are summoned by that. They they want to be in the fog. Um. Oh, you know what? I just realized what it is. It's, it's not any of the thing I, things I was about to say. It's awesome. smoke. It's smoke. Every time the the smoke appears, bats want to be in it. So the fun machine. Yeah, was there smoking. was smoke coming out of the fun machine. Yeah, and then uh, you light a car on fire at some point to take a picture of it, and there's smoke coming off of that, and the bats show up, and then the fog machine summons the ba- uh, the bats. So it's always smoke. Uh, so now we know that's <laughs> mystery solved. Bats like smoke. Did they ever say that? I don't think so. I don't think that ever came up. But, uh, you know, the signs speak for themselves. Yeah. They do, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess I can let that slide. So the the um, the goal of this episode, which almost immediately becomes a background element, is you need to get your fun machine fixed. <laughs> yeah, it, it's merely the uh, the catalyst to this episode but the fun machine really does not come up that there's even a point where strong bad forgets that that was his goal yeah <laughs> he's like oh yeah i gotta do that um so he brings the fun machine to bubs and bub says yeah i can totally fix this for one big sack of cash and uh strong bad's like i don't have a big sack of cash and bub says what if you got one and the way that Sponge... Uh, I almost said Spongebob. <laughs> Spongebob. The the way that Spongebob thinks to fix his fun machine for Bubs is that he... Uh, sort of it, having the memory of playing the limousine game in his head decides to throw a, uh, a rock off called the Baddest of the Bands where people compete and their entry fees will fund his fun machine fixing. <laughs> 
I love that digital head that pops up. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Is that one of the brothers chaps in a costume or is that do you do we know who what actor that is that plays the limousine people? I'm not sure. I was thinking that the whole time I was playing it. I just assumed it was, but now I'm like maybe it's not. I I bet <laughs> maybe it it's is. A guy they know. I bet it is because uh we know that the limousine voice is the brothers chaps. It's yeah. specifically Mike uh or Matt Chapman because it's the same voice. It's pretty much the same voice as Strong Bad, but yelling. <laughs> um, and I know that Limousine has performed on stage in real life a couple of times. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, th- there's like a... I-, I think they've performed with the Aquabats. Yeah, um, I-, I haven't seen uh, the Aquabats with Limousine, but I do know uh, Matt Chapman comes out sometimes in the Strong Bad mask and they'll do uh, Trogdor. So I-, I-, I believe that they did it with Limousine too. Cool. Um, yeah, I would I would love to be at one of those concerts. Never seen them. Uh, oh, it they're a blast. I've been to like three Aquabats concerts. Me and the roommates were going to go to one last year, but, <laughs> you know. The funniest thing happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we all my, laughed. My favorite limousine song is Because It's Midnight. Um, what is your favorite limousine song? Is this a thing people have? Favorite limousine uh, songs? I guess it's that one, too. <laughs> There's also um, on the Strong Bad Sings album. There's Night Mamas. Uh, Night Mamas. Yeah, uh, that's a good I one. Know but I know there's do, a couple think... others, but I I can't think of. I'm gonna Google limousine songs. Okay. Yeah, like Hot Mamas or Night Mamas is good too. But I think because it's midnight is just the quintessential limousine song. Oh my gosh! There's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> there's Feed the Children's. Um, oh right box Feed the children's it's tough being a box which is i guess the sequel song <laughs> to box um <laughs> showdown today is all right for tonight today is all right uh, is that limousine i thought it was that's just the danger-esque end theme song um, driving in a corvette and feeling all right hmm, good Good point. I I was looking at a, a list on Google, but um. So today and today is all right for tonight was performed by Limousine, in, uh, on, on stage is what it says. Okay, so oh okay, that makes sense. Um, there's when the night moves through ya, which is a very recent Limousine song that they recorded for the Trogdor board game. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, brain sister, um, coloring outside the lines. Pressed Bunsen. <laughs> um, oh, there, there's the there's the limousine versus Sloshy cover thing where Sloshy's Ooh. song "We Don't Really Even Care About You" was covered by Limousine, and Sloshy covered um, uh, because it's midnight, and that was great because. They're the same people. <laughs> Limousine <laughs> and Sloshy are the same bands, and they covered each other. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Uh, they 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 really put in a lot of work and good stuff into these. They should. They, one day they should release a Silmarillion of just Homestar world building, like a big a big book of 
like, okay, here's everything we've ever said. You need to get it right if you're going to take over our <laughs> stuff uh, like Tolkien did for Lord of the Rings. Because mm-hmm. there's this is a huge interconnected universe with a lot of, like, real product out there. Yeah. There's um, a lot more to Homestar than one might think. That's true, yeah. I, I remember showing someone Homestar when I was a, uh, a youngster. Uh, when they were still making episodes and i was just i it was the funniest thing in the world to me so it i showed them an episode and i think it was the strong bad email where they introduced sloshy sloshy and uh my friend who was watching it was just like so so like there's a so there's a band and i was like yeah but it's like a it's a funny thing because uh because strong bad likes it but then he realizes he shouldn't because strong sad likes it and then my friend was like, hmm, <laughs> it didn't, didn't seem to traverse. Sold. <laughs> yeah. Well, fan for life. No, didn't. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Didn't, it didn't quite happen that well. Uh, so <laughs> many of the pre-existing bands in the uh, Strong Bad Homestar universe are mentioned here. Most of them just as graffiti on the uh, on the fence in Strong Badia, you've got um, Tarantula, Tarantula, um, Tenerin's Love. Um, Tenerin's <laughs> Love is one of my favorites. <laughs> it 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 it's so. I never know how to react to it when he shows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> there's that one where he's just doing algebra in the song. <laughs> Remain to three. But most of the bands are the characters' bands, uh, two of which I'm pretty sure are wholly made up just for this episode. Um, but one of which is Cool Tapes. Cool Tapes has uh, existed in the Homestar universe for a while. It's Marzipan's band that she formed with um, The Cheat and Strong Mad. I've always thought that the Cool Tapes trio are a very fun group of characters to get together. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not sure why they're friends, but it's uh, it's fun. Well, Marzipan mentions... Or, no, it's... I forget who mentions it. I don't remember if it's Marzipan or the Cheat, but uh, the she cheat lets definitely them... definitely didn't mention anything. <laughs> well... Someone mentions that the reason they're still in the band is Marzipan lets them have a whole song to themselves on every album. Oh, that's that's you know what? I I think I was coming into this with the the, the thought that like, okay, the cheat is Strong Bad's best friend and Strong Mad is Strong Bad's brother that he tolerates the most. So I I think of them on Strong Bad's team. But you got to remember that no one in this town views friendship as teams except Strong Bad. It's just like a thing in his head. <laughs> uh, so from the cheat and Strong Mad's perspective, I bet they're like, yeah, no, Marzipan's great. She's <laughs> she's just nice to us, and we, you know, she's good at guitar. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's funny how relationships work in the Homestar world. I feel like. Most of the other characters like one another, except for, like, Strong Bad and Coach Z. Yeah. Coach Z, <laughs> because he's, like, washed up and sort of just, He's like, a washed up weirdo. Um, 
Yeah, he he leaves some stuff to be des- uh, desired in terms of integrity, but Strong <laughs> Bad is like antagonistic. Yeah, on purpose, and you get a little bit of this in Homestar Ruiner two episodes ago, when everyone's at Marzipan's house for a party in a flashback, and everyone's having a great time, and then Strong Bad, who is drunk off soy sauce, jumps off of Marzipan's roof into the cake they brought. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that it, it seems like oh warring factions strong bad is is sort of pulling one over on marzipan but really everyone was having a fine time at the party until yeah. strong bad did that um maybe maybe the the fact that he pulled one over on her is some retroactive panic attack way of trying to figure out um like why what he did was okay in his own head <laughs> <laughs> yeah stuff, stuff to think about it it's funny how like honestly i wouldn't say a whole lot of people even hate strong bad like you see strong bad is on like relatively good terms with a lot of these people mm-hmm. even marzipan isn't like 100 percent hatred towards him like she's pretty she keeps her distance but she's friendly to him a lot of the time yeah um, um. So I, w- I was going to ask you, what is your favorite overall um, Homestar Universe musical act? Uh, in, in this episode? or Overall. Hmm. This episode counts, but uh, just everything else too. Uh, that's a good question. Musical act. So like a, a specific song performance uh well uh, people oh so okay uh let's see i i do like that cool tapes is such a good me i really like uh so i'm sorry what's the name of marzipan's actress again missy Uh, missy palmer yeah missy palmer i almost said missy pyle who is an actress (laughs) uh missy uh, palmer's also an actress she plays marzipan yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Missy Palmer, I think, has a great voice that lends itself well to singing. Like, yeah. any any song she's in, she does a great job. She has, like, a couple songs on Strong Bad Sings, and they're great. She ha- has, like, Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> which is mostly just her singing that same word over and over. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's great. Uh, she just has a voice that naturally lends itself to that sort of song. So I, I like them a lot. Uh, yeah, it's very folky. Yeah, it's it's folky it, uh, and it goes well with the guitars. Uh, Limousine's also good. The 2-0 duo. Honestly, I just love all of these because they're just a <laughs> yeah. fun mix of people. So we haven't talked about the 2-0 duo yet. That's another one uh, that they get for this episode. There are four bands that end up competing in the Battle of the Bands. Cool Tapes, which is Marzipan, The Cheat, and Strong Mad, as we've talked about already. The 2-0 duo was, in the 1980s, a rap duo formed by Coach Z and Bubs when they were younger. Uh, and they came... Uh, Strong Bad uh, convinces them to get back together so they can perform in the Baddest of the Bands. And they're they're pretty great, too. I, yeah, I like it's just a, a fun mix. And I love their, uh, if you get the album, you can see what some of their songs are that hint at uh, the things you're supposed to do uh, with some of the puzzles in the episode. 
Uh, songs like uh, Stealing From My Own Dang Store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing Rocks Through Old Man Marzipan's Window. <laughs> I love the concept <laughs> of that song. Yeah. <laughs> we used to rap about that all the time. um the third band that you get is palm star which is uh pom pom on uh dj equipment with homestar sort of r&b talk singing um it's so good i think homestar has the most funny lines in this episode home yeah homestar definitely has the most funny lines in this episode for sure uh and then when uh, later in the episode, once you get all of those bands booked, you find out you've only made one half of a big sack of cash from this whole thing. You need to get the other half, which you can do by winning the baddest of the bands competition. So you enter your own band, uh, which is Strong Bad Headlining, and you couldn't find anyone else to put in your band. So you got Hamsar on the theremin and uh, King of Town on like a bass guitar situation. He doesn't do too bad. King of Town uh, yeah. shreds. Yeah, King on of that Town. Guitar. Like he was playing sort of not a melody, but you could tell he was playing that bass guitar in a way that makes sense. Yeah, I kind of like that. Like the King of Town's always seen as this like I'd say even more than Coach Z, he's kind of the loseriest one of the of this cast of characters, mainly because no one likes the King of Town. No one hangs out with the King of Town. People sometimes, at least, like and tolerate Coach Z. The King of Town never hangs out with these guys, but he has talent. He can he can shred on the guitar. Yeah, I think that's something that's born a little bit out of this season's requirement to be longer by many hours than most uh, Homestar Runner cartoons. Yeah. Each one of these episodes... It takes me about three hours to go through, and each one of the strong bad emails is like three minutes. So <laughs> they, they needed to change up their entire like storytelling dynamic in order to make this game. And in order to do that, it looks like they've given the King of Town uh, more narrative duties than he's ever had before. Yeah, and I like he's, that. Uh, he's I like just that. like a shitty person in this. <laughs> Just like a sad uh, Jerry from Rick and Morty comes to mind a little bit. Uh, yeah. Just like a really downtrodden sort of character. Um, yeah. He's yeah. he's never like, he never seems to be like in a sad, bad mood because he's always eating and that makes him happy. Yeah. Um, like in, in these three episodes, there really hasn't been an antagonist that has been an overarching antagonist. Because the Homestar universe doesn't have anything like an antagonist other than Strong Bad when he decides to be that for other people. Um, But episode two individually did have an antagonist and it's the King of Town. And uh, I I guess this is sort of a spoiler for the next two episodes, but it's the closest any character will come to being an antagonist of this whole series. I I liked it. I thought it was an interesting change of pace. Yeah, because... In in terms of, like, if you were to rank how important these characters are, Strong Bad and Homestar are, like, S-tier. And then A-tier would be your, um... Strong, strong Sad. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jinx, you owe me all of the colas. Uh, oh, no. Probably a Marzipan is A-tier. Uh, the Cheat. Uh, and then you fill out the... Another tier below that would be Strong Mad, Bubs, Coach Z... 
it's it's interesting. I was yeah. going to say earlier, it's interesting to me that Bubs has a pretty strong uh, prominence in every episode so far. Yeah, and that's that's probably not a narrative thing as much as like a game design thing of you need merchants. You need merchants in your game if you're going to uh, have a the kind of game where you inhabit a world that's supposed to feel livable. You need a place to buy and sell things. Yeah, but if I were going in only... Like, if this were my only experience with Homestar Runner, I'd probably put Bubs in that A tier. Yeah, I have a note here that, uh, that, where is it? What did I write? Um, I I like Strong Bad and Bubs' friendship, is what I wrote. Me too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, it feels very real. It feels, uh, surprisingly justified for strong bad to have like a kind of friend that bubs is which it's not like the cheat where strong bad sort of pulls rank uh and is mostly a friend with the the cheat so they can go on missions and do stuff capers Uh, yeah strong bad and bubs seem to have a genuine mutual respect it is a very rare thing in this universe yeah it's almost like uh having a favorite regular customer yeah yeah, I bet Strong Bad is Bubs' favorite customer. It, not, no one else is using money, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Like, I, I don't think the cost of living in free country USA is, like, anything. <laughs> um, theoretically, you've got to pay rent on those houses, but, like, I don't see that happening. I, I it, some For some reason, it's hard for me to imagine they actually buy things to live yeah um although they do some of them do have an office job that's true they do have uh, an office job where they have business casual fridays and such yeah <laughs> um so when strong bad enters his band uh with the king of town and homsar you can pick the name of the band um uh, it it can be anything with the initials, not anything. There's like a bunch of choices for each word, but it's three words. The first starts with a D, the second starts with an O, and the last starts with an I. Uh, so it's always called D-O-I. What a, what a good, fun way to do it. <laughs> yeah, what was your band called? My band was called Demonic Octopus Insomniacs. Mine was called Devastating Olive Loaf Itch Machine. <laughs> I'm glad that we had none of the same words. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so, okay, so to, to finish up the episode, you, you get all of those people um, signed up for the baddest of the bands. And then you, uh, er- earlier in the episode, you won a contest with Limousine to make a new album artwork for them. And that what you won was uh you got to hang out with limousine for a day so strong bad uses this to get limousine to judge the contest but they don't show up they just send a cardboard <laughs> cutout with a webcam and a speaker uh, that's so shitty but it's so them. funny i love that yeah it's so yeah. good uh, <laughs> especially because i feel like having to be on the microphone all day watching the webcam all day it doesn't save worse. any time. You could have just been there. <laughs> yeah, that's way worse to me than uh, <laughs> just showing up and being a guy. 
I mean, I know why the <laughs> I it's it's worse because in the way that from a narrative perspective, it's better because it's it's way funnier. Yeah. Um, you also get the sense that they couldn't do it because you've never seen limousine before in a in, in, in an animated way. Uh, uh, don't say that. Are you forgetting limousine, but they're in space? Do you see them move in that? Yeah, they move. It's oh, okay. it's kind of like a crappy Hanna-Barbera style like animation. Oh, you're right. They you're move you're totally right. But they're not in the same style as Homestar and everyone else. So like, Yeah, the point was it was like a crappy cartoon animated version of them. Yeah, so. Every other time they've been portrayed, it's been live action. So it yeah. would have been pretty impossible to get them in the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, it it would have been funny, though, if they had, like, live-action actors superimposed over it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty good. Uh, what you gotta do is sabotage each of the bands so they can't win. Uh, you do this to cool tapes by getting Marzipan really mad at Limousine, and then she eventually writes a song about how Limousine sucks. <laughs> Uh, and no one likes it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, even everyone the people that aren't off limousine stage. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you also do is for the 2-0 duo, Coach Z will dance uh, to what the lyrics of any song literally say. So if you can arrange the songs that Bub DJs, uh, Bubs, Bubs is going to do like slide to the left and then Coach Z will do it. Uh, you you gotta make it so Coach Z dances into Bubs and punches him straight in the face. Uh, that will stop. <laughs> how do you will, how do you feel? How do you feel about this puzzle? It's it's a little weird because I was stuck at the beginning. Like uh, the, the the songs, I don't remember what each of them were, but the the actions that they generated. That Bubs just had in the box were one for sliding to the left, sliding to the right, doing a wiggle, and doing a punch. Uh, and you couldn't get Coach Z next to Bubs if you did this. But if you went home to to the house of Strong, Strong Sad had some records out, and you got another thing that says to the left, and one that says turn to your three o'clock. And if you mix those in, you can get him closer to bubs close enough to bubs to punch him in the face um there's no indication that your house would suddenly have more records in it uh, yeah they weren't there earlier yeah they weren't there earlier in the episode so i think that's weak i think that's a pretty I, weak I think puzzle. i think one way it can kind of hint at it is your house is the only other place you can go in this second half other than yeah. these band stages. So I think that implies that there's a reason to go back to your house. That's true, but it, it's still not like... It, it's I don't still know why a pretty... I would do it if I wasn't think of, thinking about it in terms of like, well, why would the game designers have me do this? Like, I, I never like thinking about why would the game designers have me do this uh i mean i do i well that's actually super a lie i love thinking about that <laughs> but i feel that i should not have to in order to solve a puzzle i feel that i'm of i'm of two minds of it because i think it's both obtuse and really clever i think figuring it out is a little 
weird. But once I figured it out, I was like, oh, each of the albums has a move that makes them do the move. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I like it, even if it's a little clumsy. I, um... If all the records were just there, it would be a much shorter t- puzzle, but also I think I would like the puzzle more. Because I do like the puzzle of figuring out how the albums affect Coach Z's moves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I like that. I don't like having to go back to your house for the other records. I feel ya, I feel ya. Um, Palm Star is the last one you need to sabotage. And you, t- you can tell that uh, Homestar is acting much more suave and charming on stage than normal. And the way he can do that is because he's being fed lines from strong, sad, um, which is sort of a weird thing to imply that strong, sad, if anyone would listen to him is really charming and suave. Um, but yeah, I, I think he just doesn't have the uh, stage presence to sell it though. He has the words he's, he's the writer, but he can't yeah. sell it. While Homestar can really sell it on stage, but has no idea what to say. Yeah, there's sort of this, like, early 2000s high school comedy trope going on there. Where, like, if only Marzipan would look past the fact that he's fat and ugly and sort of unpopular, she would probably really love Strong Set. Yeah, I feel like they would connect pretty well. Um, Yeah. One thing I like about this is you don't... I feel like we don't really see Homestar and Strongsad interact in the series all that much. And, you know, arguably they don't even really interact here, but I like the idea that they kind of partnered up to do this. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell exactly why Strongsad would do it. He's just a nice guy. He think, And he probably likes Homestar. He thinks Homestar's a, a fine enough guy and is like, okay, I'll help you out. Uh, I have a headcanon. Do you want to do it yes. here? 100%. I think Strong Sad has a crush on Marzipan, as has been confirmed in a couple of the older Strong Bad emails, uh, just in passing, that Strong Sad sort of likes Marzipan. Mm-hmm. Um, and views this as a vehicle to express his feelings about Marzipan, and Homestar just doesn't get it because he's dumb. Oh, I could totally see that. It's like it's like Strong Sad's way of telling her how he feels, even if he can't do it directly. Yeah, yeah. This is this is only this is not even hinted at in the episode. This is just yeah. something that I think would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a it's an understandable motivation. Um, so then you go to the DOI stage, where. They are, they're not impressing anyone. Hamsar is just sort of warbling around on the theremin. And um, the king of town is doing well, but he's doing well in a way that, like, it's he's not still the king of town. He's not, yeah. he's not cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Strongbad isn't doing anything. He just goes up on stage and says, like, how are y'all feeling out there? But he's not playing anything. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's all trying stage to be the present. front man, but no singing or rapping. Yeah, he's not doing anything, but he's still the face of the band. Um, yeah, and and he says, "Well, this sucks, but good, good thing I planned for this in advance, and I made a really cool stage decoration." Um, 
but <laughs> I can't uh, activate it. There's a button to activate the stage de- decoration and it doesn't work. Uh, so he's got to do like a manual override on the curtains, <laughs> which is the most contrived thing ever uh, <laughs> in order to show this stage decoration to the audience. And it becomes really hard to do. And this is like the end of episode puzzle. Um, what did you think about this whole segment? I thought it was fun. I actually thought it was easy. I, I didn't have it, it like any problems with any of this, but I did think it was a fun idea. I liked, uh, I like going through these puzzles and I like that you can control Hamsar. I thought that was a fun little thing. You have to control him to make his, uh, helmet hit the fuse box. Yeah. Um, and I like the King of Town shredding. I like the look of the lobster. I like the lobster model. Yeah, there's a lobster. We didn't talk about that. So on stage with the King of Town, uh, he's brought a lobster in a bucket of butter. Uh, (laughs) He's done this because I guess he plans on snacking in the middle of the show on a full live lobster. (laughs) Um, It's part of the show. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) it, it ends up being part of the puzzle. Um. There's this fan that's blowing all the fog out of the way. <clears throat> Which actually turns out to be a good thing because one of the problems when you actually activate the uh, the the stage decoration thing is that suddenly the, the, the fan will stop working. So then it'll be covered by fog. Um, so if you just kept the fan on <laughs> the whole time, it would have been fine. But you have to turn <laughs> it off in order to climb up, up a ladder because it's too strong for you to walk to a ladder. Yeah, the fan, it's a very powerful fan. Have you ever done a a wind tunnel thing? No. Uh, Is it like that? Yeah, sort of. Uh, I I did it once in Universal Studios, or outside of Universal Studios uh, in Hollywood. Uh, There's this tunnel, it's a fan pointed directly up, and you stand on like a grate. And it's it's a little scary, because you have this idea from cartoons and video games that you could fall through the grate and be shredded by the fan. But the grid's <laughs> going to stay there. Uh, and you wear this, like, wingsuit. Uh, so if you just sort of lie down horizontal to the ground, you can lie down on air. Uh, and, and, and it'll, like, blow you up into the air. You'll kind of hover mid-air. Yeah. I, I, okay. Uh, I've seen that before, yeah. I, I got I up to, like, it. 20 feet over the ground just flying around. It was awesome. Wow. So you can relate with Strong Bad here. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, also, uh, some bats are in- encouraged to come to the stage by the smoke, and then you pour some butter from the, the lobster bucket into the, the fog machine, and it butters the bats. And the king of town is into that, jumps up, <laughs> eats bats straight out of the air, which Limousine loves because that's an Aussie move. Uh, yeah, they can't get enough of it. Um, if Marzipan was still around, uh, I don't think she's watching the concert. Uh, she would hate that. I, I assume yeah. she would hate that. <laughs> to be fair, he also has a live lobster that he's going to... This lobster hasn't been cooked yet, and he was planning on eating that. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to kill it with his guitar at one point, but it like he's not going to get around to it. So he's just like nomming some <laughs> bats straight out of the sky. Uh, it's horrifying. It is. I I didn't know how to feel about it because it was, 
it's it's both funny and horrifying. I'm like, he's he just eating live bats. Earlier this episode, when they revealed who Strong Badge could get in his band, and it was Hamsar and the King of Town, uh, they show the King of Town eating a Wii remote. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, even on PC. Wow, I never noticed that. They show him eating a Wii, uh, Wii remote, straight up, just nomming it. And, uh, I must have looked away from the screen at the exact wrong time. <laughs> I, it, I, I I don't think they put like the Nintendo logo on it or even the Wii logo on it. It was just like the, but it was the controller. It had like the plus and the the D pad at the top and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes sense since this was Telltale's first like first game made for WiiWare. They were, you get the, the, the idea that they were so excited about working with Nintendo, maybe even more excited about working with Nintendo than they were about working with Homestar because like the fun machine is clearly they're just like, they're reaching out, trying to, to do, be nostalgic for old school Nintendo fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a lot of stuff in Homestar that is also very clearly nostalgic for, uh, old school, uh, video games a lot of nintendo but actually more so some uh, old school dos games which are uh, things like peasant's quest and thy dungeon man thy dungeon man is probably my favorite video game from the website by carica cold one yeah do you ever do that do you ever buy carica cold one <laughs> yeah every now and then i man i played <laughs> that i remember cool. playing that game and liking it but now i can't like remember that much about it but i do remember playing it thy dungeon man 3 has um static graphics like every room has a a, a graphic for it mm-hmm. um that game that game rocks <laughs> <laughs> that game's actually extremely good is there is there like any way to actually play these now or are they just gone forever? Let's google it. Uh Vi Dungeon Man. Cuz these were flash games. If I go to homestarrunner.com/dungeonman um nothing happens. Uh oh. Wait, wait. I can play it. I can I can totally play it. Ooh. Uh, I might need to go back and do that. Yeah, I can. Uh, homes, HTTPS colon slash slash homestarrunner.com slash dungeon man. Uh, and that gets you to the first one? That gets you to number one. I bet you can put uh, two or three at the end in order to get to dungeon man two or three. Yeah, That's so that awesome. It would be a shame if these were just lost to time. I don't know why I was able to do that. Um, <laughs> is I don't know if it was like remade and some other thing and then posted up there um no idea because i don't i i mean i i never uninstalled flash on purpose so maybe i don't think i ever did either um who would it it pisses me off man the whole thing with flash was such a such a boneheaded silicon valley move of like people don't use this so we should make it impossible for other people to use it it's like the worst any sense it's yeah. the worst. They're, they're like, maybe we can get a few, uh, like, n- just a, a couple kilobytes lighter of a browser if we remove compatibility for something that 20 years of the internet was built on. Like, Jesus. Ah, ugh. It's, Don't it's get me started. real bad. 
I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Anyway, uh, at one point <laughs> when Strongbad's uh, mailing a letter in this, he says that his return address is Staten Island 10301. That's not where he lives. <laughs> he doesn't live in Staten Island. Uh, What's up with that? Um, he He didn't want him to return it, I guess. He just made up an address. Yeah, I guess <laughs> maybe there's this built there's one building in Staten Island where all of Strongbad's returned mail goes to. <laughs> That'd be great. I uh, love that. I- anyway, uh from from Hamsar becoming electrocuted, he starts to play well. Uh and from the king of town smashing his guitar against an amp in order to try to hit the lobster and also eating bats out of the sky. The crowd um, goes nuts. Crowd they goes love it. The crowd wild for it. And they do win the baddest of the bands, uh, getting your money back. By the time that uh, Strong Bad shows the stage decoration, no one cares about that at all. <laughs> it's just a, yeah, a piece he... of cardboard with his own face on it. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like the least cool thing you could do. Yeah, you get excited for it as the player. You're like, ooh, what's going to be behind there? They're they're really trying to make me work for it. And <laughs> it's it's just a, a cardboard cutout with the word DOI and just Strongbad's body. Yeah, it's it's just a drawing of Strongbad. He's not even doing anything. And then uh, once it's determined that you've won the, the baddest of the band, the credits roll. And that's, that's the game. But I think you were expected to go right back into it and play extended mode uh which picks up with you figuring out that bubs didn't actually do anything to fix your fun machine uh he just put some bandages on it <laughs> and yeah oh the problem well, is that before... there's a piece of wallapeno cheese on the bottom <laughs> of the cartridge yeah, that's that's before the credits because oh, the it? credits. Okay. Yeah, because the credits are strong, bad, and uh, strong, sad playing the game. I like that they have a little brotherly moment playing the game. Yeah, I, I wrote that down too. Strong, bad's playing and strong, sad's watching. That's such a sibling thing to do. Yeah. That's what back in the day. That's what uh, me and my sister would do. I would play like Donkey Kong sixty four, and she would just watch me play it. Um. I, I I never really had that that relationship so much with a with with a family member or anything because my my sister who I have two sisters and the ones the one that's pretty close to me in age uh, was just never into it and my uh, much younger sister uh, is into games and nerd stuff like that but she's over a decade younger than me so it's it's a yeah. it's a different era of games that she's into yeah that that's definitely true like a different genre and stuff she's she's very into the sims in minecraft and a lot of pc sort of never-ending kind of games and i'm, I'm mm-hmm. uh i grew up on consoles and um games with beginning middles and ends and that's where i'm drawn to uh different different sort of vibe but yeah i i, I liked seeing uh strong bad play with strong sad i could definitely imagine myself and my either of my sisters in that situation yeah Um, it's it's very rare to see strong sad and strong bad like i don't know i wouldn't even say they're necessarily getting along because they're not really saying anything to one another but just like kind of enjoying each other's company i guess yeah and there's also the bit with um between Strong Bad and Bub's friendship and Strong Bad and Strong Sad's uh, 
uh, unique brotherly relationship and just how strong bad has been largely accepting and helpful to all of the bands that want to join up. This is a mm-hmm. very good episode for like strong bad's reputation. Yeah. I think maybe that's why strong bad kind of took over. Like, not just because he's really funny, but he might be, like, the most interesting character of the bunch just because of his relationships with everyone else. I think that he's definitely the most interesting character of the bunch because he's the only one that you can see. Like, I, I think that in order to be a true protagonist, you need to be able to see the characters planning and trying to execute those plans. Otherwise, they're just doing stuff. Um, yeah. Which is why I don't think Looney Tunes are often okay you'll probably agree with or disagree with me on this i don't think looney (laughs) tunes are often great in full-length features um no i agree there's a reason why they don't usually uh review well they're not really thought of that well i have a soft spot for them but you know sometimes there's just some things that don't work in long form i have a friend i was talking to about this tom and jerry Anytime they do a Tom and Jerry movie, they need to have, like, more than just Tom and Jerry. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so many people are like, why did you add all this shit? Why didn't you just focus on Tom and Jerry? It's because Tom and Jerry can't hold a movie. Yeah, I, and I think I think it's probably because they're just not protagonists. And I think of Bugs Bunny in the same way. Where, like, in, in a couple minutes, you can show him do something funny. But to carry an arc, I don't think he can do it. I, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's actually that good of a character, like altogether, because he can't do that. And the, I think he's a good character for what he's used for, like sure. for their specific purpose. I think Looney Tunes are good, but yeah, you just have to know what those characters can do. And I don't think a long form story is one of those things. Like I, I, I think the best Looney Tunes movies are probably Space Jam and the Brendan Fraser one. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those are the best Looney Tunes movies. Or Space Jam 1, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> both of those are good movies because the main character of those is Michael Jordan and Brendan Fraser. And those characters, M- Michael Jordan, maybe or maybe not, but at least the Brendan Fraser character ha- is is a protagonist. And all of the other Looney Tunes are less like characters and more props. Uh, which is how they are used in the shorts. Yeah, Looney Tunes are more like... Do I, w- I don't know if I want to call them supporting characters, but they put them in a role that suits what they're best at. Yeah, they're, they're almost extensions of the setting more than someone who could have an impact on the setting. Um, it's, it's funny you say that because a lot of old Looney Tunes... Uh, the characters are made in a way where you can, like, drop them into any sort of situation. Yeah. Like, they, they have personalities that really work for these shorts. But oh, sorry. The, you... the best Looney Tunes movie is Roger Rabbit. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but again, that's because the tunes are, are supporters. Yeah. Like, in a movie like that, it would just be weird to have, like, Bugs Bunny have this emotional arc. I guess Daffy kind of does in Back in Action. Like, the point of Daffy is he is jealous of Bugs Bunny's success because Daffy's the one who puts in all the hard work. He's the one getting uh, shot by the rifle. He's the one who gets all the slapstick action. 
Bugs doesn't have to, like, do anything, and everyone loves him and hates Daffy. So yeah. Daffy does have kind of a, a story there. This the the point I brought I brought this point up uh not so we could have a Looney Tunes discussion although I would love <laughs> to continue because I do want to talk about the Looney Tunes cartoon that was on uh, Cartoon Network because that almost throws a that, anyway <laughs> uh, it's a good show um the the point I was making was Homestar is like Bugs Bunny in that way. He's really not a protagonist character. He's Yeah, you can't have a story. Yeah. Like, you can't have like Homestar have like feelings. He's there to be a funny dummy. Yeah, they're they're more erudite, erudite than uh Looney Tunes are in general and they're they're less slapsticky for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like strong sad is a joke that he's uninteresting. So you can't like you can't have him for more than a couple minutes at a time. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, Homestar is nonsensical. Anything Homestar does is just like an extension of the void. <laughs> it's it's the chaotic energy on Earth manifesting itself. I, I kind of get what you mean by uh, when when we were talking about Looney Tunes just there. You kind of described them as props, and I think that kind of makes sense here too because Homestar exists to. Uh, To, like, the way Homestar is affects Strong Bad. He's mm-hmm. there to affect Strong Bad and what he's doing. And and he works perfectly for it, but there's a reason why the focus of the site and these games shifted over to Strong Bad. Yeah, for sure. Because he... If it was Strong Bad in the way that he was originally um, shown, and he acted this way for maybe, like, the first 10, 20 episodes of the emails... He, I don't think he would be that good at doing it. Like, it, it wouldn't have gone on that long because they needed to change Strong Bad a couple of years into into HomestarRunner.com, like maybe 2002 or three or something. No, that's probably too late, probably 2001 or two, uh, to make him more, like, less than just a complete villain and more someone who's obsessed with being cool. Yeah. And that ended up being a much fuller character. Um, mm-hmm. it, like he he's not just going around to punch people as a joke anymore. He's gonna go around and think like, man, what's the coolest way to punch someone? <laughs> and and that's <laughs> that can that can start a an arc uh, of uh, of character development. And in, in that way, I I think this episode shows why Strong Bad is good at that. Um, yeah, better than anyone else in the show. Who would be the the Mm, I'm trying to think of the only other person in the show that could like I, I was, have an arc around I was them. thinking, I was just thinking the exact same thing. Like if anyone else could do it, because everyone else does kind of exist just to be jokes, which is great. Yeah, but um, maybe Coach Z. Maybe I was just about to say Coach Z. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, because he's the other one with like uh, insecurities and like problems and stuff. Yeah, I think you his can insecurities are maybe the, <laughs> too much in the other direction where it's too honest <laughs> uh, and maybe too <laughs> realistic <laughs> and uh, just a bummer. But yeah, yeah, it could be Coach Z. Yeah, I, I feel like you could do something with like, if the point was Coach Z is the star and he's like, he's lame, he sucks, but he's like trying to be better, trying to reclaim his old glory. That's something that could possibly work. Um. You want to head into segments? 
Yeah, I want to head into segments. Hey, I'm going to spring this on you right now. Oh my god. What if we had a new segment? Oh, I am so... This is so sudden. Yeah. Yes, I do, Mitch, I do. Okay, here's our here's my idea for a new segment we can do. Tell me okay. if you want to if you want to augment it or anything. It's in its beta stages right now. I I just thought of it. We'll workshop it. It's called the golden moment. Wow. What is just your favorite individual scene or moment in the episode? Hmm. I'll start with mine. Okay. Mine is the Teen Girl Squad comic that uh, Strong Bad draws in the limousine coloring book because I didn't want to play it. And this is, I was this gonna is a non-interactive Teen Girl Squad comic. And it's just, just seeing a, it happen is so much a, better. Yeah, it's just a Teen Girl Squad you can just sit and enjoy and laugh at and don't have to worry about getting a score or anything. It's so like much better. God intended. Yeah, <laughs> you're basically just getting a whole new Teen Girl Squad cartoon. Yeah. It's great. Um, wow, individual moment in this episode. I mean, that's a, that's a really good one, mostly because it does so much right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick a single moment I really like, I love the scene of you trying to get the uh, picture taken to submit to a limousine to get them to spend a day with you. Because it's like the shittiest photo possible when you're setting it up. You have the cheat in a bikini on the car uh, with Strong Mad's stuffed animal in the foreground. So it looks like... Yeah, yeah, Poodonkus. So that on its own is really funny. Just this bad setup for a picture that strong bad thinks is going to be so cool then when he takes the picture it's like the coolest it's like a great illustration of it it turns into like the coolest picture in the world yeah it's, it's good. that's so good i love that um yeah gr- great golden moment and this has been our golden moments <laughs> this has been a great couple of golden moments the thing i didn't want to say yours because i feel like this same thing is going to pop up for another segment coming up. Okay. Uh, well, let's do our linguistic gymnastics. <laughs> um, I, I went first last time, okay. so you can go first this time. So, uh, Bub's saying, Throwing rocks through old man Marzipan's window, just like we used to rap about in the old times. Uh, <laughs> like that line a lot. Uh, yeah. You've got Coach Z sort of swooning over Marzipan saying, Oh, marzipan, my little baseball bat in a dress. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, there's a line from ho- <laughs> from the song that y- Homestar uses to audition to Pom Pom. Um, th- the way this puzzle works is that Homestar just can't think of the words to things to finish his rhymes. And there's a bunch of food in Club Techno Chocolate where this is happening. And Strong Bad can stand over by the correct food in order for Homestar to uh to say it the right way so um <laughs> this is a fun puzzle too when he's taught when he's singing about uh wine uh you know what homestar's song might be my golden moment over the teen girl squad thing it, homestar it's, it's really close. brings it this episode <laughs> yeah um i used to think it was merlot until you told me it's not is a good line <laughs> from that song that's a line 
and my final linguistic gymnastic is when you're just going around in the club and you aren't uh, interacting with anything, sometimes the characters in the background will have idle lines. One of Homestar's idle lines is like him warming up and he goes, Do re mi so what I must go. Uh, <laughs> just, like that's his scale. Uh, I like that a lot. <laughs> And that's my, uh, oh, no, so I, sorry, I have one more. Uh, when Strong Bad slides, when he, uh. Oh, oh, man, I had this one too, you say. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, when he slides across the DOI stage, uh, Home starts in the audience and he goes, that man slid, that man slid on his knees. And <laughs> that, that made me laugh pretty hard. That, that man slid on his knees. Uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah uh and those are well, my linguistic if, gymnastics what are yours well it's okay that you stole one of mine because i had a bunch of this episode i just wrote like up any line that made me laugh hard uh and and i'll pick some of them um all right going back to the top of my list um there's a part where strong bad is looking for money in his house it, it's not like a puzzle or anything you don't need to look for money it's just if you click on things he'll like look for money to fix the fun machine with and if you click on the pile next to his bed, he says, Come on, pile. I know you've got some change in there. I'd even take Canadian coins at this point. <laughs> Just the emphasis on Canadian. Yeah, like the, the pile of clothes from his room in America is like, Oh, well, if you want Canadian coins, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, fine. <laughs> like that's the that's the worst currency he would have accepted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another is when uh, you go downstairs into the basement and you're watching TV. Uh, Strongbad says, "Cool, a marathon of those depressing rockumentaries." Uh oh, they did the inverted negative photo thing. Someone's going to rehab. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, oh, so at one point in the episode, you find a uh, a lit up starfish. Uh, decoration with a sign strong bad reads it he says eat it bubs Ah, do i have to <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> um there's one where you're talking to uh strong sad uh he's telling you how he's a uh uh rock journalist now mm -hmm. uh oh shit who's he talking he's talking about someone in particular uh, that's also at these shows, but he says, I can't stand those guys. They're always laughing at my press pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, maybe Tarantula? Maybe. I, I don't remember exactly who, but, uh... Okay, going down, going down, going down. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, one that really made me laugh hard. I think this might be my favorite other than uh, that man slid on his legs. <laughs> it's also a home star line. It's uh, it's one of the things he just says up on stage while he's uh, playing the song uh, while you have to mess it up. He says, you know, the veggie lovers, some people say they're crazy, loving their vegetables and all. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. It, it makes you imagine what the other stuff he was talking about was about. Yeah. And also oh, why man. Strong Sad would want him to say that. <laughs> Loving the vegetables and all. Oh. Um, next one is Marzipan. 
I have a lot. I'm sorry I have so many this episode, but uh, uh, Marzipan says, uh, for our next number, we'd like to take you on a musical journey we'd like to call the same riff for several minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They know a lot about music. The the Brothers Chaps know quite a bit about music. Yeah. Uh, Um, And they're friends with my favorite band, They Might Be Giants, as well, so they... They know some good music, I would argue. It gets them some bonus points from you. Yeah. They Might Be Giants is totally a sloshy band, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, which makes sense, since they did experimental film. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one I'll say is from the Teens Girl Squad comic. It's the very first line from Cheerleader. Uh, it really made me laugh. Just, uh, tallin up those bangs, gal pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's all this, this episode had so many good lines i think that's why i put it over homestar ruiner too i i just laughed way more at this episode it had so many both funny concepts and lines um we will continue with our segment in a moment but i just remember we'd never talked about limousine's hot baby and odyssey and that's like the the point of the episode the whole point of the episode mitch what did you think of limousine's hot baby and odyssey so did you play this one no. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry, Mitch. I was it's going to this episode, morning. Dustin. You gotta I was going to this morning, but I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remind me tonight and I'll play it. I can't do it after this because I got a thing. You gotta yes, play I will. I will. Remind me tonight and I will play them when I get back from the thing I'm going to be doing. You got to do these and you got to do the teen girl squads. Do I have to do the teen girl squads? You didn't squads? do them. <laughs> i did last time i did last oh, okay. time i did in the last episode yeah, that, that's, i didn't in the first that's episode. fine because they're they're basically the same but you gotta play all yeah. the fun machine games yeah i'll i'll make sure to do it from now on i'm not even gonna this, talk this about one's it. a little I weird like we gotta this talk one's... about it when we've both talked about it okay well we'll save it for <laughs> next week then but like this one kind of throws you off a little because you can't play it until the extended play yeah it, it's uh it's a post credits bonus yeah which, which is I, a nice little thing. Maybe these games in general would be... Uh, it, they might lend themselves a little more to extended play if you get a little mini game you can play afterwards. Um, I lied, though. I'll talk about it. So this, okay. is, this is a side-scrolling game. I don't know if there's anything really I, I can compare it to. Um, but you go up and down on the screen, sort of like Balloon Fighter, maybe. Mm-hmm. avoiding obstacles and enemies and stuff while nebulon the limousine universe's uh standard alien well nebulon first came from a powered by the cheat cartoon that's true but uh, they high five and he says get out of here nebulon no one likes your style i think it's been used in limousine more than anything else though now right i i would think so uh, so you are limousine in your spaceship and you need to abduct hot Bablian girls, uh, groupies, in fact, of limousine in, in order to prevent them from first being abducted by nebulons, uh, which are, there's a bunch of them for some reason. There's also a, a, a ship that shoots at you that has the name Mitch Overlord on it. Um, <laughs> And it, it, that's, oh yeah, Mitch Overlord. Mitch Overlord is in this game, uh, and you need to get a certain number of groupies in order to progress through each level. 
And in order to max out the points on your, your point sheet thing, uh, you need to get at least 45,000 um, points in the game. I thought you were going to say 45,000 Bablians. No, 45,000 points, which is a lot. You need to get to around level 7 in order to get there. It took me a lot of tries, actually, but I did do it. I got 47,880. In fact, this episode, I did end up uh, 100%ing. Wow, nice. Yeah, I am nice. Um, (laughs) it, It probably would not have happened if I just happened to miss some things that I didn't miss, uh, that I easily could have. And if I did, I would not have tried to 100% it. But I, I, I always try to 100% been. the the games, because uh, I, I feel like they're an integral part of it that Dustin keeps missing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Dustin. Um, but you have homework. <laughs> I did want to play it. I feel like it being only playable in extended play kind of threw me off, but yeah. uh, I will. Um, yeah, play Math Kickers, play Limousine. Uh, so back to our um, our our segments. We've got our potent pickups. Dustin, what's your potent pickup this episode? So, Mitch, my potent pickup this week is the Limousine Coloring Book. That's great. Yeah. Partly, like, you only use it for the one puzzle. It's not, like, a reoccurring pickup. But not only is it a funny idea, but it helps you not play a teen girl squad this week. Yeah. It it really saves the day. Um, you get a lot of pickups in this episode. Like, more than average, for sure. Yeah, it, it goes into, like, two lines. Two um, lines of items. Mine was the Bat Hutch. That's, I almost put that one because I love the name of it. You have a bunch of bats in your pants uh, <laughs> at all, almost all times this episode. <laughs> you have a bunch of bats. <laughs> um, you can throw them in the washer with some bleach and you can bleach these bats, make them look albino. Um, you just have a bunch of bats in your pants all the time. That's great. Yeah, and I love that it's called Hollerin' Jimmy's Bat Hutch. <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> um, Dustin, who's your weekly guy? My weekly guy, my guy of the week, as it were. It's It was hard to pick because I had one and then I had a second place. But my t- it just has to be Homestar this week. He's so funny. In this Homestar episode. is great. Yeah, it was almost Homestar for me. Um, I I wonder if your pick will be my second pick. Let's hear what yours is. Mine's the limousine cutout. Oh, that would have been a good one. That wasn't who I was going to say, but that's a great pick, too. Who's your second pick? My second pick was Marzipan, just because I I like her singing this episode. And and she has a lot of screen time. Yeah, she does. I don't think I would have come up with that, but I I do like that. Um, The limousine cutout is so funny to me. It, yeah, <laughs> it's got so many great lines just of, of of like interesting reactions to things like one one time the limousine uh, cut out when you by the way, it's supposed to be four guys and it's only ever talking like one guy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I love that since it's a cutout, it counts as one weekly guy. Yeah, um, you make it hold a jar of bleach at one point and it goes, I don't know if we should be holding this bleach. And then uh, Strong Bad says, no, it's okay. And then he goes, 
Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's their entire thought process on it. Uh, he just I love buys that. it right away. And also, at any time, if you ask Limousine about how the bands that they're watching are doing, they'll have, like, actual responses. It's just like, I don't think these guys' dance moves are very good. And it's just it's just that. Uh, that's great. I, I, I Yeah, Limousine Cutout is a standout for me. Yeah. Limousine Cutout's great. Um, but Homestar's fucking food song is so good. <laughs> Homestar was close. <laughs> uh, the 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 food song, uh, his performance at the big uh, Battle of the Bands. I I love in the song when he says, uh, "Oh, fondue is related to food." In fact, I think it might be a food. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, there's a whole line in there about how much he hates escargot. It's like it's so gross and buttery. And they move so slow. <laughs> that's a that's just part of the song. I guess it doesn't matter what the lyrics are about if it's just like an audition for pom pom. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, although I think someone mentioned that pom pom was looking for people who can improvise lyrics. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it is. <laughs> pom pom did, did you like see, that stuff. Did you see who all he had in the uh, audition pile? I know one of the other ones was Senora uh, Card Gauge. Yeah, it was Homestar Homsar in Senor Card Gage, who's my favorite character in all of Homestar Runner. Uh, it's a good thing that he didn't take Homsar, because then we wouldn't have Homsar in our band. Yeah, we would have had to settle for Homestar. <laughs> that probably would have been better. Uh, <laughs> hard to say. Uh, who's your unweekly guy, if you have one? Unweekly guy? Who Do I have an unweekly guy? It's hard to say, because everyone does a real good job this episode um i'm gonna see coach z for being a creep but even though i think coach z is very funny in this episode as well yeah coach if z's i had to too. pick one okay coach z's mine too I, he he's demonstrating his uh crush on marzipan which i don't think is from anything else i, I don't remember coach z having a crush on marzipan I don't either. I think it was just something they needed for this episode. Yeah, it's just this episode. So like even so that just to start feels weird and kind of forced. And then he's he's just like really he, being a real creep on her. Um taking He's throwing rocks through old man Marzipan's window. Y- yeah. <laughs> Marzipan <laughs> signs a, a glossy photo of cool tapes for uh Coach Z and I think she writes something really benign like all my best. Um, all my best. Love Marzipan. And then uh, <laughs> Coach C reads that and goes, all our best? Like all of it? <laughs> yeah, he says, that constitutes a legal marriage in some shady countries. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that, he's just being a real creep this episode. And I don't I don't love that. Yeah, I, I think Coach Z is very funny, but he's demonstrating why people don't like him. Yeah, if, if Marzipan was single and also if Marzipan showed any interest or even if it was like a neutral interest that'd be fine to you know trying to ask a girl out it's totally great but she's like demonstrably made clear hey no this is for real no (laughs) and yeah she she says he's been sending very uh 
uncomfortable fan letters. Yeah, not good. Oh, weird thing about Marzipan's house. I don't know if you noticed this. If you click on the answering machine, someone named Wade. Yeah, he says, this is Wade. My name's Wade. Yeah, that's crazy to introduce (laughs) Wade (laughs) into the Homestar (laughs) universe. (laughs) Yeah, you were just saying the other week he didn't think... uh, these games brought anything new to the Homestar universe, but we got Wade right here. Yeah, you're right. There's Wade. <laughs> <laughs> how could, I how soon we forget. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> that's about all I have to say for this episode. Same here. Yeah. Um, oh, y- sorry. One thing. I have one more note. Um, this episode, more than the past two, feels really lazy about where to hide its hidden collectibles. Um. If you flip the light switch in your computer room... Yeah, you just get you just one of get the something. limousine shot glasses. Yeah. Uh, how, how was that in a light switch? If you use the doing the wiggly record in extended play twice on the record table at Pom Pomerania or, or at Club Techno Chocolate, um, you get like a shirt from it. That's so weird. I love doing the wiggly though. So would you do it twice in order to get the shirt? I I don't think I would think to do it twice, but I do love that. I would just do it for fun for twice. Yeah, I, I think there was a very communal aspect of like, how can we all find all these things uh, working mm-hmm. together as a forum on their website? Uh, that is cool for the time. I don't think that ages well. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily work now. Yeah, because it, at the time people were really into this game, so they were giving each episode a full month of their attention and trying to like they would be replaying it in order to try to find hidden collectibles and dialogue lines so they would all like they would take the month to do it as a project and i would never Mm -hmm. do that with this now and it's not just because it's old i i just think i've been conditioned definitely don't play games like that you're wasting your time if you play games like that and uh that's kind of sad that there's this whole way of playing games that I can't do anymore. But yeah, you, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to say I like that they did it. I I think um I think it's a cool idea for the time having a group of people and they can just talk about these puzzles and things they find. Cuz like at the end of the day it's just a little bonus outfit thing. It's like inconsequential anyway. So I I think it doesn't bother me that you have to do it here cuz like honestly who cares? But I think it's very cool that at the time people could kind of work together and share their findings. I I still think that if you're going to have a post-credits extended play where some of the world changes and like new stuff happens in extended play in every episode, um, you should have all your missables be collectible in this extended play. I still think you should do that. But, yeah. but even if it's yeah. just like really obtuse ways to get it, that would be fine if you could still get it. And, uh, yeah, that that's yeah. what this is that you're talking about, though, right? This is extended play that you can do this. Uh, for the, the doing the wiggly thing? Yeah. Yeah, but there's other things, like one of the uh, checklist stuff, the checklist things that you can do is anytime characters say the word love, um, it boosts a meter called um, expressions of affection. Mm-hmm. And there's 11 times in the episode. Some of them are wacky. Some of them are really hard to find. Yeah, I think if you're going to do something like that, just have it so in extended play, 
just have some of the characters say love. Just give them like new lines that can also count for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but you I, know, I think hindsight's twenty twenty. Dialogue line is just a really weak checklist collectible anyway. I don't think I agree. Okay. At least not for at least not for this because most of the dialogue is very funny. I want to hear him anyway. I well, yeah, I do want to hear him anyway. But it's I, like I, a little. I think it is a nice little reward having a funny line. I think that saying that you talked wrong in a video game is not cool. <laughs> uh, like if you found something or didn't find something, that's that's more tangible to the player of like, well, I should have looked harder. If Marzipan didn't say the word love where she was supposed to say the word love, and you don't really know why she would or wouldn't. That doesn't that doesn't feel good to me. I feel ya. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. kind of coming. I'm kind of kind. I'm just kind of coming towards it as like as someone who would not necessarily go out of their way to find all these on the first playthrough, but maybe if I wanted, I would go back and figure that out. Yeah. Figure out like how to get her to say something like that. Like, um... Yeah, but you won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you won't do it. I know Adam did it, but, uh, your your roommate. But I I know he looked stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not like he found it. But if I were that kind of person, like, the way it is now, I just probably wouldn't trouble myself to do it in the first place, but... If I wanted, I would go back and, like, figure out, like, okay, I really want to fill out this checklist. But where I'm at now is I just want to get through the episode. I just want to experience the episode as it is. But if I wanted to 100% it, I would probably feel like, okay, how do I get her to say this? How do I get there's, this line There's some things that are, use an item on a character that doesn't work. Like, it doesn't do the thing you want it to do. But do it mm-hmm. twice, and the second way they reject you, they accidentally say the word love in there. Um, that is a little too obtuse, but I it does kind of fall into uh, it's too missable. what you were saying. What you were saying earlier, like nowadays, obviously it doesn't work. But maybe back in the day, you would have people on the forum saying, "Do this and then do it again," and and that does kind of <laughs> fall into. <laughs> That's a good forum member impression. <laughs> Thanks, that's my form. No, I think my form impression voice would be like uh, four Gregs from Homestar Runner. First you do this, and then you do it like this. That's really good. Yeah. Thanks, I love four Gregs. It's probably one of my favorite things on all of Homestar Runner. Yeah. I, says, if, Doesn't canon mean anything to these people? Four Gregs is <laughs> four Gregs is also one of my favorite Homestar Runner characters. I... I love Four Greg so much that it's leaked into other things. Well, more just one other thing. So, uh, Mitchell, you're a fan of the video game Banjo-Kazooie. I am. I don't know when it started, but at some point I just decided, uh, you know the black crab in the in the uh, sandcastle in Treasure <laughs> Trove Cove? Yeah. I just decided he sounds like Four Greg. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just read it like that once. I think I had just watched Four Gregs beforehand. So I just read his dialogue in Four Gregs and then I decided every time that's just how he sounds. I'm probably not going to be able to forget that now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, that's been our show. That's this has been our discussion of Strong Dad's Cool Game for Attractive People episode 3 Baddest of the Bands. Please subscribe to our feed. It means a lot if you subscribe to our feed. 
Uh, it would mean the world. Please do it. Please subscribe. Please hand us a widow waiting, a widow review <laughs> on uh, Apple Podcasts or any other you know, podcatcher if you like. Uh, but I think Apple Podcasts are the ones that most people see. Yeah, what were you I, about to I say? would agree with that. I was I was just gonna say um, I was doing that as like a stupid, uh, really bad baby sort of Elmer Fuddy voice. But it works for this because it's like Homestar. Homestar talks like that. Please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Please subscribe to my podcast. Uh, if you do subscribe, you'll be given a notification when we release next week's episode, which will be on Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, Episode 4, Dangeresque 3. I cannot wait to get to this episode. Wait, hang on. Th- That's okay. not what it's called. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> It's it's called, wait, what is it? Okay, it's called Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive People, colon, episode four, colon, Dangeresque three, colon, The Criminal Projective. That's a lot of colons. I love it. Yeah. I love stupid, ridiculously long titles. Yeah. Like Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I cannot wait to get to this next. This is the one I've been most looking forward to. I love Dangerous. One of my favorite titles that... like that is the the new Borat movie. Borat oh, yeah. subsequent movie. To, uh, is it subsequent <laughs> movie film? I think I it's think... subsequent movie film. Yeah. That one's good. That's a good one. Uh, earlier I was saying how... Uh, limousine but we're in space would be in my top five i think uh the one where he does dangerous one colon dangerous two might be my number one strong bad email yeah it's, it's really good it's so funny dangerous is but, uh it, it's one of the best aspects of the strong bad email universe <laughs> yeah i'm i'm chomping at the bit this ep- this week's episode felt kind of like uh an obligation just because i had other stuff going on other games going on i enjoyed this episode a lot but this next one i'm like really looking forward to yeah uh i am too so please join us for that and uh i'll be there and dustin will be there and we'll both have played the game and dustin will have played math kickers <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll see you then so long, everybody. Rock on. Tipsy, kind of queasy, like a like a pint of I used to think it was more lot till you told me not. And when we food with lady kiss, it never food with lady fail.